Hello, recording live from our <laughs> kitchen. It is the album hour. Hell to yeah, our, it is. Welcome to our first episode. Um, my name is Evan. I am Anthony. And we are going to talk about uh, some music for you today. We are going to talk about um, some classic albums on this podcast. That's what it's going to be about. We're going to yeah. pick some of our classic albums, some of our favorite albums. Just some weird albums. We'll throw in whatever. Yeah. Honestly, some maybe sometimes we'll pick our least favorite albums. Who knows? Yeah, I plan to at least pick a couple where like we would probably never listen to it ever, but yeah. then see if we might actually like it. So who knows? Yeah, we'll see. It should be uh, exciting. I think this is going to really uh, it's going to be fun for us at least to listen to a bunch of stuff we usually wouldn't listen to. Yeah, and I hope it's fun for everyone else listening out there just to kind of. You know, if you, if people really are into music like that and just kind of want to hear about opinions and shit like that, I don't know. Yeah, broaden your horizons, as they say. <laughs> All right. Um, so, for our first episode today, we are picking Led Zeppelin 2. Yeah, and this is your pick. So, yeah. you know, I guess the way that we are going to format it is we're going to go on and off, like will sort of rotate selections and this was your pick for the first episode it's true um i picked this one because i think i've been a kind of average led zeppelin fan i would say yeah I get um, that. and i know that people are like <laughs> in love with some of these albums yeah and that's the thing too like you mentioned an average led zeppelin fan and that's like very true because they're just so big you know, like, they're one of the biggest bands ever, and they have, like, that logo that is just put on everything, they have the shirt, and, like, it's almost as if you wear it, you're like, oh, I'm automatically cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's definitely one of those things, um, and I feel like everyone at least knows one or two Led Zeppelin songs. Yeah. You know, you might not be, like, a huge fan, but there's definitely... You know, people know Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Well, they might not even know the name of the song. Like, fame, when a band or an artist is so famous, this is this is how famous I would like to be one day, is if people have listened to a song or to my song or whatever, and they do not know the name of it, but uh -huh. they've heard it before, and they're like, oh yeah, I know that. For sure. But they have no idea what it is. Like that's fame. Yeah, or like when you're when you're walking around Target or whatever, and it's just like yeah, playing in the store. Yeah, like you're not actually listening to it, but everyone gets to listen yeah. to it. Yeah, everyone knows what it is, but it's like yeah, for sure. So let's jump into the music. Um, like I was mentioning, kind of an average Led Zeppelin fan. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Led Zeppelin is a rock band. <laughs> they play rock music. Um, uh, hard rock, kind of. Is yeah, I, I guess. Well, I kind of... Well, they're known for pioneering a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. Because you could also call them, like, kind of psychedelic, too. Because yeah. they come out of that sort of era. For sure. Psychedelic. Like, a lot of bluesy stuff. Yeah. Well, so, little, I guess, story. When I was in college, I had to do, like, a speech for... I guess one of those, I guess a speech class. Mm -hmm. 
and I got to do it on whatever I want, and I did it on metal, just like metal music. Um, and I went into like the history of like metal, and when I was doing research about it, Led Zeppelin was credited for like a pioneering metal band, even though they were not even a metal band. Right. It was just because the fact that they were so heavy at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. That, that's pretty cool, too, when, like, you didn't even know you were creating a thing. Right. That ended up being a really big thing later on. It's true. And that's, I think, Led Zeppelin is a really good point for a lot of people because they're so accessible, but also yeah. they're the start of a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Led Zeppelin was a, a hard rock band, um, a lot of psychedelic influence, a lot of... Um, you know, influenced metal in the future. Um, most active during the 70s. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, so I have, um, they're basically around from 1968, formed in the 65-ish. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of stopped around 1980 um, because John Bonham passed away. Yeah. Did he, like, I don't think he OD'd, but, like... He was, like, alcohol-related. Yeah, he, it was, yeah, it was definitely alcohol-related. Yeah, so Led Zeppelin is um, John Bonham, who just mentioned is a drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, John Paul Jones plays bass. Fantastic. Jimmy Page is the guitarist and also songwriter, maybe. Yeah. And producer. He's just great in everything he does. <laughs> yeah, for sure a legend. And Robert Plant on vocals. Um, so, let's get into it. Led Zeppelin II um, came out in 1969. Um, yeah, so Led Zeppelin 2 came out October 22nd, 1969. Led Zeppelin 1, the first album, came out in January of 1969. So not even a full year. These guys were just on it that they released two albums in one year. Two maybe best rock albums ever in one year? I don't know what people think of the first one, but... Yeah, well, I don't even... Yeah, I guess I don't know, like, their sort of albums like that. Uh-huh. But, God, to release two albums in the same year. Like, do people even do that anymore? Do I mean, okay, what's crazy is, like, if you keep up with rap music right now, yeah. like, current hip-hop or rap, people are dropping, like, three albums a year. Yeah, that's Which, what like, I was going to say. They're on a grind, like, yeah. that whole scene. Well, because... that Yeah. I was going to say, maybe that's, like, a little bit easier because you don't necessarily like have a band per se yeah maybe just you and a producer yeah you and a producer like doing some samples and then lyrics and that's it yeah but but even still that's kind of crazy yeah but even still that's very impressive yeah and to do that back in 1969 when technology isn't how it is today where you you literally have bands and artists like in their living rooms recording everything that's really impressive for back in the day it is amazing and um just to show you maybe the influence and uh, impressiveness, I guess, of this album. Um, Led Zeppelin 2 is 12 times platinum. So it sold over 12 million copies. So what do you have to do What do you have to do to get first platinum? I mean, I guess it's a million copies. Okay. So it's, it says 12 times platinum, and then it's, you know, the internet told oh. me it was over 12, 12 million copies. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, Led Zeppelin 2 is also Grammy-nominated for Best Recording Package. Best recording package. It means the cover of the album is really cool. Is that an award that's still around? <laughs> I have no idea. Let me look that up. <laughs> Hold on. Grammy. Let's see. Because the Grammys also just happened. 
at the time of this at the time, recording. Yeah. Like a week ago? Or two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, let's see. Best recording package. That's not one that you hear. No. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, because back in the day, people were still buying records. For sure. And, like, people don't buy records anymore today. So I'm, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that hasn't been a thing for, like, maybe a few years. Yeah, let me see. Because of the whole Spotify. Who, and, the most recent, okay. Uh, I don't even know what this album is. 2021, the winner was, uh, let's see, hold on. How does, how but is this is definitely I, still an award. It is still an award. Um, for sure. So how they give the award is, um, they give it to the person who made the cover. Oh. So not like, so Led Zeppelin didn't win the award. Oh, so it has nothing to do with the artist no, at all. No, it's, it, right. And so the 2021 Weird. award is, um, the artist is called The Desert Sessions, and the album is called Volumes 11 and 12. So, okay, so let me get this straight here. So if you and I create the worst music of all time but have a really cool art you know cover art that goes with it we could win a grammy well yeah well the person who makes the art or i guess the person who makes the art can win a grammy for sure so like in 2020 and not this year but last year the album that won was the chris cornell self-titled album okay the uh, artist artist i guess like visual artist who won his name is barry ament Nice, okay. Um, with Jeff Ament and Joe Spix. <laughs> so that's the that's the only awards that's I could find. That's the only award it ever won. Yeah. Huh. Um, it was number one, the Billboard charts number one in like 10 countries. Um, Australia, Canada, Denmark, the Netherlands, Spain, the UK, the US, and West Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if we didn't mention already, um, Led Zeppelin is a UK band. Um, they came around kind of after British Invasion time. Yeah. Like, af- it was definitely, like, after Beatles, like, after Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. After okay. Who- so, yeah. Yeah. It was right after that. Right after British Invasion, I guess. Well, because the 70s would probably be until, like, pre-punk-ish. Because, like, the 70s was, like, really punk in the UK. Yeah. Is that where like like madness comes in and like? Yeah, that's, that's like the eighties. That's the eighties. Yeah, seventies would be like, of course, like when the Clash comes in, oh, Sex I Pistols yeah, comes yeah, yeah. in. Then you have like that whole punk scene. <laughs> so I guess it comes like after British Invasion, mm-hmm. but before that, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So when did you first listen to this? I I mean, like. Y- yeah, I would say I've been an average Led Zeppelin fan, too. Like, I've heard songs off of this album before, mm-hmm. of course. But I've never actually listened to this album backwards and front. Like, when you decided to do this, and, you know, this past week when I listened to it, it was the first time I've, like, actually listened to this album backwards and front. Mm-hmm. But I can't really recall when I actually do listen to albums cover to cover anyway. So this is so this was a pretty cool thing to, to kind of do. Yeah. Um, I, when I was in high school, I was like buying CDs um, because my car at the time didn't have, yeah, it it didn't have a, uh, like a jack or whatever. Yeah. I don't don't think it did. I don't remember. Um, But I was buying CDs and I actually have, um, I think it's a two disc set. It's Mothership. 
Who okay. ends up in Mothership, which is like their greatest hits. Yeah, the greatest hits, man. Yeah, so that's all of the Led Zeppelin I knew was, right. which is like a lot. Yeah, it, it, it is a lot. Um, but it's also, there's like no context. Yeah. So it doesn't tell you like, you know, when you're listening to a greatest hits album, it doesn't say like, oh, it's originally from like this album. Um, I'm sure they were in some kind of order. But uh, until now, I had never listened through any no. Led Zeppelin album. Yeah, never. Um, so this was super fun. Um, we're going to start off. I don't know if we're going to keep this format, but we're going to start off with our favorite songs. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So we'll start off with our favorite songs and then maybe we'll go through um, go through some songs in order. Maybe some that weren't our favorite and then yeah. we'll talk about it and see what happens. Yeah. What was your favorite song after this one? Okay. So there is... I had some like favorite songs, but I think they're the same favorite songs that everyone has. Yeah. Because there's like some core Led Zeppelin songs For on this sure. album. Um, and I think those core Led Zeppelin songs are a whole lot of love. Yeah, that's like 100%. that's one of the Led Zeppelin songs. Probably one of the ones that people know, even if they don't know the song. Yeah, that's like definitely been in a commercial like numerous amounts of times. Uh huh. And Ramble On, I think, is another one. Yeah, that's and another one. Maybe Heartbreaker, if you're like a Led Zeppelin fan. Yeah, I I've never even heard of that song. Really? I've never heard of that song. Oh my god! Ever. Prior to listening to this album, mm-hmm. I thought you, I thought you were also going to mention maybe Moby Dick. Moby Dick, yeah, Moby Dick is um, Moby Dick is another really good one that people know. I also had two surprise songs on here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lemon Song is incredible. The Lemon Song. The Lemon Song. Uh, this maybe maybe the first time I heard the Lemon Song. I don't I've know. Nev- I've never heard the song. And ever. the one immediately after that also is Thank You. Yeah. I'm, uh, thank you was like really hippie yeah that's like a that's a deep cut yeah that sure. that one was like okay well when i was listening to the album i sort of realized that it's a very well balanced led zeppelin album in the sense that there are some like they play off of sort of the things that make them very dynamic like there's their fun songs there's their heavy songs and then there's their like definitely psychedelic hippie songs and like thank you is definitely one of the hippie stuff mm-hmm. and i was like wow it can i well because i only know led zeppelin for the heavy stuff yeah because that's the stuff i like right but i've never listened to the stuff that really sort of tells you what era they really come out of for sure and it makes you think of like flowers yeah and, like, um wow yeah it was a time capsule yeah that song was a time capsule and i was like this is bizarre but kind of cool that they did have a song like that mm-hmm. at one point did i did i miss any of your favorites what were some of your favorites i liked uh probably all of those like whole lot of love is a classic because that's that's a heavy song that riff that kicks off the album that's perfect um ramble on I love Moby Dick, but... Okay, so we have a funny story with Moby Dick. Yes, we do. Um, for I guess for listeners and people who don't know us, which is probably a lot of people, we were in marching band in high school. I mean, we've been in band for, for years, yeah, back, yeah. back when we went to school. For for some context also, we've known each other since we were in like the fourth grade. Yeah. Um, we are currently roommates, you know, living life, and so we've we've... We've gone through band since fourth grade yeah. together. Yeah. Um, I played saxophone. Anthony played bass clarinet. Yeah. Started off on clarinet and then 
played bass clarinet, and you know we we did marching band, and there was it was our junior year, wasn't it? Yeah. It was our junior year of marching band where we did a was it called Out of the Blue? Uh. I thought it. Was, yes. Yeah. yeah. It was like a water theme. Yeah, show. it was a water theme show, and one of the movements was the main riff of Moby Dick. Right. And that was like we. You know, to band nerds, that was like the coolest thing ever. For sure, because it was like, oh, dude, we're playing Led Zeppelin. It's for metal. Yeah, for 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 <laughs> band, and it was and it was pretty cool because at that at the time, I didn't even know that was a song. Uh huh. I never heard that song because I think, I mean, I don't know how it happened so long ago. You realize that's like almost eight years ago. By that's the way. crazy. Seven yeah. eight years ago since our junior year of high school. Right. I remember very uh specifically i think because of that that greatest hits album that i had somebody told me or told the band that there was like gonna be a led zeppelin song in the yeah, show i do remember and that the only one that i was like what is a water themed led zeppelin song yeah you know and i was like the ocean <laughs> maybe <laughs> um, which is like a houses of the holy song which yeah. would have been way more complicated yeah yeah and i was like Oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. And mm-hmm. then they're like, "Yeah, it's Moby Dick," and I'm like, "I don't." That's know that a one. Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool to, I guess, be introduced to it in that way. Mm-hmm. And so that really, I guess, harkens back to those marching band sure. years. I love love the the personal stories. Yeah, I think that's always fun when you're listening to music and you're like, "Oh, I know this from that one thing." Yeah, that that one thing that we did that one time, like yeah. years ago. And there's like a commercial or a movie or yeah, yeah. Although I was really surprised with Heartbreaker. Uh huh. God, that song was unbelievably good. Yeah, I I loved it. Loved the main riff, especially just that pentatonic, uh-huh. you know, thing that I guess Jimmy Page is like really known to do. Uh, it really kind of gives it a run for its money, in my opinion, for like my favorite Led Zeppelin song. Wow! Yeah, hot takes. Yes, it's a hot, well, hot takes on the album did, hour. Did you ever know my for sure uh-huh. favorite Led Zeppelin song? I do not know. Okay, so my favorite Led Zeppelin song, which Heartbreaker gives a run for its money for, is actually a, a huge joke that they played. Um, <laughs> There's a there's a way you pronounce the song too. Oh, I know what song it is. Yeah, is it it's Jermaker? Yeah, yeah. I love that song, and it's a joke song that they made, and it's like a ska reggae song by Led Zeppelin that I didn't even again didn't even know existed. I figured it out. I listened to it for the first time while like scrolling through Facebook, and it came up because apparently Lady Gaga. Before she was Lady Gaga, played this song in a club in New York in like 2006, and it, this video just showed up in my feed, and she was like, "Yeah, it's a Led Zeppelin song," and I'm like, "This is a Led Zeppelin song," and it was just like a, you know, it was like a reggae song, but it's like really good, and it's like probably my favorite just because it's a joke, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just they're that good to make a song a joke. And it'd be just that good. Yeah. And I loved it. Even the title of that song is kind of a joke. Yeah, well, yeah, dude. So the history, I guess, behind it is Robert Plant said, if you say 
the name Dire Maker in a British accent, it sounds like Jamaica. That that was the whole. Th- oh, okay. yeah, that was the I whole reason he, I guess, named it that or something. Bizarre. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this song is great and so different, and I really love it because mm-hmm. we also have like sort of a a thing with like ska music and listening to that back in high school, and so having Led Zeppelin make a song like that was pretty pretty cool to discover. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Heartbreaker really just... It was really, really good. I really loved that riff. And also, um, that guitar solo. Dude, that is like Van Halen before Van Halen. Uh, that's, what I wrote, that's what I wrote down uh-huh. when I was like making my notes. You can literally see it right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like when it starts, it has like that tappy beginning that like eddie van halen was known to do and so like for that for those first couple seconds when it starts i was like eddie van halen but of course it's not eddie van halen because it would be eddie van halen before eddie van halen yeah van halen was not around yet no definitely not yeah but also i was like what (laughs) how good can you be to have the whole rest of the band cut out just for you to play a solo (laughs) <laughs> yes it's incredible it's it's so good and that happens more than once yeah i think on the album yeah yeah i can't remember you know where else but that was like the i guess the place where i noticed it the most I was like no one else is playing here yeah and you are that good that you can say you know what guys i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take this i'm just one. gonna take this one without anyone else <laughs> yeah and that it's I don't know. The, this whole album, song structure is a little funny. Song because, is weird. Yeah, it feels like on every song... It's super weird. Jimmy Page is, is I think, credited as a songwriter on most songs. Yeah. Um, and it feels like what he wrote was, here's the part that's going to be the song, mm-hmm. and then here's the part that's going to be the Jimmy Page show. Yeah. <laughs> I just go a little bit crazy. I'm just going to play like some guitar real yeah, quick. Yeah, and just do whatever Jimmy Page wants to do. just going to lay down some amazing <laughs> guitar solos. Yeah, I did see that that structure a lot. Mm-hmm. That one had it. Also, Moby Dick had it. Moby Dick. Speaking of, you know, we we're just talking about solos. Yeah, where the entire band drops out. Yeah, the drum solo on yeah. Moby Dick is so good. Yeah, and then like everyone else drops out, and then John uh, John Bonham is the only one who gets to play. Yeah, and I did not. I felt like an idiot. Listening to some of this shit because when I was listening to Moby Dick, I've I've listened to the song before because of marching band uh-huh. and and whatnot. I didn't even realize it didn't have any lyrics. Yeah, instrumental song. I did not even it didn't even cross my mind. I didn't I didn't know until just now either. Like this week. <laughs> well, it, I mean, I guess it's funny to actively like listen to an album because mm-hmm. then you like pick up on things that you would never pick up on, like that that drum sort of solo. I didn't even realize how long it was. Yeah. It's like ha- the entire middle section of the song. It's, yeah. I, well, because we know the riff. Yeah. You know, the... Dun, 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 and that whole thing. But I didn't realize how short that part is. Yeah. Because the drum solo... I didn't even realize how long that was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I didn't even realize it had vocals. I didn't even realize how long that part was. It was really interesting to sort of i guess notice those things but also notice that sort of song structure where it's Mm -hmm. just like 
main part of the song, sort of weird middle part, and then, okay, let's wrap up the song. Yeah. And even on, like, Whole lot of Love, where you have the, like, yes. motorcycle guitar, it, do, it sounds yeah. like a motorcycle. Yeah. And it's amazing, and Robert Plant's vocals are great. Yeah. And then you get to the weird middle section where it's like... It's just an acid trip. Yeah. And he's, yeah, like, so- making moaning sounds. Yeah. And... I'm like, this is the part where I should be lighting the fattest joint right now. For sure. Putting flowers in my hair, you know, at, at Woodstock back in the day. Like, that. that's, like, sort of the vibe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I guess you just kind of really see that show up a lot. Um, because a whole lot of love, when I think a whole lot of love, is that's, like, another really just heavy song, too. Just leaning on that riff. Mm-hmm. That they just kind of trudge along. But to also have like this really trippy section. It was like, where, where does this come from? Yeah. How Whose do, idea was this? Yeah. How do you like decide we want to put this in a song? Yeah. Because I don't know. If, if I was to like make a cool riff, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely the song. But then I want to know what happens when <laughs> I guess your vocalist goes, wait a minute, you guys, what if we just, like... What if I was just screaming? Yeah, what if I was just moaning and we just have this one section that just kind of goes off into whatever? Yeah, and then it comes right back! Yeah, and then it comes back and, yep, there we go, wrap us all. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's what makes it okay to play on, like, a radio. You know what I mean? Like, I think some of... Okay. It's okay to have, like, weird stuff on a radio song... Okay. But, because the riff is so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's so catchy, and yeah. people know it. Uh, but yeah, I don't think you could have an extended song. Yeah, like I didn't realize that Like, it's a cool way to put your identity, other parts of your identity, while still sort of being you, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, I think when I think of like a lot of rock, too, I think of the way on how it like kind of has to... Or how it has been competing with, like, pop music and, like, playtime on radio. Yeah. I guess I guess now not so much anymore because we have Spotify and people don't listen to radio, I guess, much anymore. Yeah. But, I, you know, I guess 90s and, like, the 2000s is where, well, I guess even before that, like, in the 80s where it's, like, pop music and then, yeah, there's rock out there, but it still has to compete with that. But... With when Led Zeppelin came out, wasn't Led Zeppelin like one of the biggest things? Like, yes. Yeah, like for sure. Like, who would have been the person that Led Zeppelin was competing against to for 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 radio play? Right. Because everyone loved Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Like Led Zeppelin was popular like that, where people wanted to listen to it, and people were like, "Fuck yeah, Led Zeppelin." But then that then that whole sort of dynamic, I guess, kind of changed when, I guess, rock changed mm-hmm. into, and then it kind of branched off into yeah. its sub subgenres in like the seventies and the eighties. Exactly, 80s. and I think that's what makes it complicated is when you don't have um, one of our friends actually uh, explained it really well to me one time. Uh, Grant. Oh yeah, I was talking to Grant about this one time, and he said that it's really interesting because. There's not really a genre anymore that's just called rock. Yeah. There's, like, you know, metal, 
And then metal has like a million subgenres. Yeah, metal has and then there's thousands of subgenres. What we would call, I guess, alternative rock. Yeah. Which is like grunge. Yeah, but even like and... even like punk falls under that umbrella. Like mm-hmm. punk, grunge, post grunge, and then alternative. Yeah, and, then and like post rock. Yeah. And... But they're all like all rock at some point. But yeah, that's true. Rock has never been rock probably since this point in time where like led zeppelin comes out yeah because then you get because then well because so this was 1969 right yeah okay so 1970 uh one of i guess the next pioneering band black sabbath black sabbath for sure black sabbath comes out who is like the pioneer for metal music yeah and that was only a year later so yeah it it is kind of weird that there really is no just rock music right and i think when people think of that time there's two kind of ways Mm -hmm. there's um rock where it's getting heavier yeah and rock where it's getting lighter huh you know what i mean there's because you get black sabbath yes and then you get um iron maiden and like judas priest comes later yeah like like later yeah Yeah. late 70s into the 80s yeah and then i don't know who is like a rock band that's because there has to be something else mm-hmm. that that like isn't sort of sort of metal, right? Well, I mean, like punk. I, I guess we talk about like punk in the seventies because that was also a thing. Um, oh, I see. You know what happened was the Eagles. Oh yeah, and, you have like those. Right, that's then, like when I, where who, it gets lighter. Yeah, who kind of went with that maybe psychedelic yeah. storytelling so sort of vibe? It looks like it's you know the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, Queen. Yeah, who like right? took it? Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, because I was like Aerosmith. Yeah, I can't really think of like the lighter half. I knew there was something. I just oh, there, there definitely it. was, but yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of, you know, a whole lot of love basically inspired a whole lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. I want to talk about the Lemon Song. The Lemon Song. Yeah. I love... Okay. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay. When I thought of the most technically proficient bands, mm-hmm. my go-to was always Rush. Yeah. Rush and is... I think unbelievably talented right and when i say technically proficient i mean every single person is amazing at their is a certified musician in the sense of like their theory and their and their mastery of their craft right yeah and getty lee is one of the best bass players of all time yeah no no one would ever argue that no john paul jones yeah on the lemon song yeah He's one of the best bass players of all time. Well, that's the thing. I I would I would have already told you that John Paul Jones is like one of the best players, bass players ever. See, I, that's new for me. Yeah, I, I could I could have told you that. Well, because you know I play bass, right? So you know I sort of went down this rabbit hole already of like who who is really who you can really say in that conversation of like mm-hmm. they're one of the best. Right. He's definitely one of the best. It's so jazz influenced. Yeah. And it's so blues influenced. Mm-hmm. It's because this song has um 
it's kind of doing a thing where the guitar is playing super aggressive on the chorus. Mm-hmm. And during the last half of the song, the verse is just the voice and the drums and the bass. And yeah, so the bass is it. just kind of like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, cool. he can he can really go off. Well, even in uh, Ramble On, mm-hmm. where, where he, he it, it's kind of weird because he doesn't shine per se. Uh-huh. Like he's not the main focal point of the song, but like he's definitely there doing some complex shit. Right. It's like, do, 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 yeah, and it's like, it, it's kind of almost a shame in that song where, like, it's not the main focal point, but he can, but it's so cool how he can do that. Right. Just, like, nonchalantly kind of play these really technical, you know, riffs and things like that, mm-hmm. and for it just to be so casual. Yeah. But, yeah, he really does get to shine in, in the Lemon song, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, John John Paul Jones is well. That's the thing with like I guess the whole band is that you could argue that they're sort of the best at their craft too. Right. Like every that's, single. That's what one. I'm saying. I'm like, this was a new experience for me because Rush was always the go-to yeah. for technical ability, and now I'm like, Led Zeppelin's pretty dang. Yeah, close. Led Zeppelin can give them a run for their money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we're, we'll probably. We'll hopefully come to a realization like that for a lot of other bands right. that you know we do this with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I guess I. It's funny you said you did mention that, and I guess now I realize that more than ever. Now because it's just like man, they're they're all so good. Mm-hmm. They're all really good. Yeah. There's three songs. This album has nine songs. Yeah. There's three songs that we have not mentioned at all. Okay. The first one is What Is and What Should Never Be. This song threw me off uh-huh. so much. Yeah. This song, there's another Led Zeppelin song that I like, and it's called No Quarter. I don't know if you know that song. I do know that one because I because Tool apparently covered it. Oh. <laughs> I, that's the only reason I know it, but I don't think I've ever listened to it. There's a weird voice effect. I don't know. In in, no quarter. In no quarter. Okay. And it's the same voice effect as what is and what should never be. Okay. What's the effect? Because now now you mentioned it, I can't really... It's it's not... um, It sounds like he's making... Robert Plant is making his voice thinner. I don't really... It's not exactly... There's no pitch change. Okay. It's not like auto-tune. It's a little... Um, it sounds a little bit less like a human, <laughs> and it's thinner. I don't know what this is called. Maybe I should. I have my computer in front of me. I could just look it up. Um, no. Quarter yeah. Not, now. Now I kind of want to go back and and sort of listen to what you're talking about. Uh-huh. But um, let's see. But yeah, this song kind of th- threw me off in general mm-hmm. because the beginning was like so calm, and it was like so gentle and then it was going like that for a while yeah and then all of a sudden it like builds up and it's like yeah now we're doing the rock thing Mm -hmm. and i was like where where did this come from yeah it's i so this is another one of those songs yeah where the guitar is super aggressive in the chorus yeah and then the rest of the song he's like no i'm just gonna chill yeah i'm just gonna yeah Mm mm-hmm Okay, so I have 
the Wikipedia page for No Quarter pulled up right now. <laughs> Let me see if it has... Um, whatever that... that whatever... The, yeah. The like, a voice thinning effect. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Um, reception, see also... Live performances... Okay, hold on. Just give me one second. Well, Sorry, well, listeners. <laughs> well, when when does he do it? Like, is it... It's, it's the very beginning. It's... Oh, um, okay. Is it almost like... Because now that you mentioned it, I can't really recall it that mm-hmm. well. But I, I, I recall in the beginning it being like a whisper. Yeah, it's a, a whisper. Um, I'm trying... I don't know. But, but, I guess if you, but I guess if it was like a borderline kind of whisper into normal speech, that would make sense. Because that's uh-huh. like a thinning... On your voice, it's, I guess. It's, yeah, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. Um, a whisper is like the brother. Yeah, way. it's like a like a whisper. But effect. he's but he's clearly singing. Yeah, he's definitely singing. Which like probably takes a lot of vocal control. Yeah. talent. Because because right. to to you know project your voice like that. Uh huh. But in a volume less than normal. Yeah, that's it's. This oh, one. here it is. Okay, what do you um, got? What is the vocal effect? I've never tried. Because um, now I'm cu- curious if this actually has like a name. It's a pan. It's a weird pan in okay. mono. And so, the, like, like if you, I guess if you pan it all the way to one side, huh? Um, then I've never heard of that. Yeah. Can, so this person, this is a, I don't know how reputable this website is, <laughs> pro, pro sound web. Um, the question is basically like, I heard the song for what is and what should never be by Led Zeppelin. How yeah. do I do that vocal effect? Yeah. Okay. And some people are saying it's a specific speaker. Some people are saying. I can see that. Although back put in the put the left side at one hundred percent, the right side is zero. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Oh, so it's almost like a distance thing too. Yeah. Well, because yeah, because if you turn down one of the speakers, then you're only going to get it from one side. Mm-hmm. Okay, that kind of makes sense. So maybe he's just he's singing like normal, but their like their volume is really low yeah. on the master or something. I, I guess, and 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 maybe I. You know, because when you when you sing into a mic, it's you know very direct path. But now I'm curious because this is 1969. Yeah, I'm not sure what sort of vocal recording technology they had back in that day. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm thinking maybe he was also not even facing the mic. What yeah. if he was like turned some sort of different way, or he maybe even put his back to it? Or yeah, something. he's like in a really big room or something. Yeah, I Who guess knows? that's kind of weird. Very interesting. But yeah, honestly, um, that song is not one of my favorites. I didn't care for it, no. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was some times where I guess that sort of, not necessarily acid trippy psychedelic part, but like when it does kind of trudge along and you're like, okay, what's kind of going on here? Yeah. That happens a lot. And I'm like, okay, if it happens a couple times here and there, that's nice that's cool that's different do whatever you want but like it happens a lot yeah and it really throws me off to like start with that 
and it like and it like does that for a, a significant amount of time. It's it's the second song in the album. Yeah, and it comes right after a whole lot of love. Yeah, and so I think your tough expect- spot to be in. Right, <laughs> I think your expectation for that is uh, like they're setting you up to feel a specific thing, like mm-hmm. a heavier, more riff based. I mean, the whole thing is riff based. The whole album's riff based. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, some of those psychedelic sections are a little weird. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. You you mentioned coming after A Whole Lot of Love, and I'm wondering if that's almost a curse. Yeah. Because A Whole Lot of Love, awesome, great, heavy song, and then What Is and What Should Never Be comes on. The Lemon song is, you know, pretty good, too, and then Thank You comes on. But these are some, these are some very mild songs compared to what comes next, which is Heartbreaker... And of course, living, living, made. Um, but ramble on, Moby Dick, bring it on home, which which was a cool song too. I, I kind of mm-hmm. want to talk about that song next for sure. But that sort of middle three, it's like okay, the, that section wasn't my favorite in the album. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, the middle section of this album is a little weird. Yeah, it is weird. I do like Thank You. Thank You has a really, a cool melody. Um, and it's it's basically just Robert Plant's vocals. It is Robert Plant's vocals. And if, if he, you know, if they changed the melody a little bit in that song, I would not listen to that song again. Yeah, that song was, again, it, it shows you how really dated <laughs> that album is. Like, it really shows its age with, Thank you. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of is a bummer for me to sort of be selective with Led Zeppelin. Because, well, the only reason I say that is because probably not necessarily our parents, but maybe, I guess, our parents and older know Led Zeppelin like the, the fucking best, the greatest, oh, you yeah. know. They have all that praise, which they absolutely do, and I, I'm not taken away from that. But what I'm saying is that there's definitely some parts of Led Zeppelin that I prefer over others. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of odd to come to that conclusion because you would never challenge a band like Led Zeppelin like that. Mm -hmm. Ever. Because they're one of the greatest. Yeah. And so you, it's, I guess, coming into that album and I guess coming into only listening to some of their greatest songs, it's sort of weird to come to the realization that not every one of their songs you're gonna really like i think that happens because when we're talking about the great bands of all time yeah where you're talking about a band like led zeppelin or if you're going to use the beatles or Mm -hmm. um something like queen yeah the songs that you know are the most popular songs yeah and they're the best right and they're the best and so i think because of that your expectation is Everything's you're gonna like good. every yeah, song. Everything's yeah. good, but not yeah. You know, and even on some of my, you know, if I'm some of my favorite artists ever, they have songs that I don't like. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird to 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 notice that. Mm-hmm. And so that middle section definitely was like I could really do without this. Mm-hmm. Like some of those songs will definitely not be ones that I will be actively listening to ever. Yeah, just because you know it's. Not my vibe. For sure. Not really looking for that when I'm listening to music. But some of them are. Like, yeah. with Heartbreaker. 
And with the last song in the album, Bring It On Home, which I thought was a very... I liked it. I, I, did you like that song? I do like that song. Okay, because it would have been weird if I was like, yeah, this song's cool, and then you like, were like, yeah, it was all right. But I thought it was a very fitting title mm-hmm. for the song because it really just kind of wraps it up. It's like a cool wrap-up on the album. Mm-hmm. And it was also like... It was also them kind of fucking around. Yeah. Because it like starts with like this blues harmonica. I wrote, okay, my notes for this song say, is this two songs? <laughs> <laughs> that, they, that they decided to put on one song because there's a harmonica section. Yeah. Um, is, you know, a harmonica and Robert Plant and that's it. And I'm like, again, it's like, where does this stuff come from? Yeah. Like, where do they decide to do this? But it's kind, it was kind of... I was okay with it in this point. I wasn't okay with it after a whole lot of love because now because now I just wanted more songs like a whole lot of love. Right. But in the last half of the album, you get of course the more heavier stuff, and then Bring It On Home comes along, and now it just kind of feels funny. Yeah. Like it was it was kind of funny to do that, it's and I'm a, like, okay, this is cool to, that you did that. You know, talking about this right now, you know what band I'm thinking of. When I'm I'm playing Bring It On Home in my head, uh-huh. and I'm thinking, ZZ Top? Y- okay. Like, it's, a, it's like a southern, like, yeah. With a harmonica. Yeah. But then, as soon as that section changes, it goes back to being Yeah, and then it goes back to being like a very fun Led Zeppelin song. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I thought that was... I really liked that song, and I was like... It, it whatever song sort of wraps up the album that's also a really difficult spot to be in you know coming second in the song list and then coming to you know the last song i guess right. it would be the ninth song on this album mm-hmm. that's got to be a tough spot to be in yeah to like to wrap all this up i do agree with you i do think they picked the right song yeah i think any of those songs from the middle section would not have worked no yeah oh my god could you imagine if they wrap up the song with just you know that sort of slow psychedelic stuff yeah and and then it's like that'd almost be a bummer yeah there's no uh there's no like bow on top you know what i mean it doesn't wrap up yeah there's not a nice cherry on your sunday yeah interesting that's kind of funny. but i feel like yeah you definitely have to end with one of the harder songs yeah but also it was just i don't know it was kind of funny when i listened to it because mm-hmm. i was like what is this but like it, it was a what is this in the sense of like this is this is fun again that you're sort of going off and experimenting with whatever because i got what i wanted right which was sort of the the heavier riff heavy songs you know 100 percent. let's talk about the only song we haven't talked about living loving Maid. living loving made apparently through my research mm-hmm. apparently this song is jimmy page's least favorite led zeppelin song like of all time of all time At all the songs song, that they ever created who mm-hmm. knows how many that is yeah i went on genius and I was I was looking at the lyrics while I was listening to some of these songs. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think I did that. Yeah, some of these songs are a little bit um, 
There's a, there's a lot of love songs. There is a lot of love songs, considering that the the first song in the album yeah. is a whole lot of love. Well, you have whole lot of love, and you have heartbreaker, and I think lemon song is also a love song. Yeah. And living loving maid is a song about a divorced woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, on Genius they said this is Jimmy Page's least favorite Led Zeppelin song, and it has never been before performed live. What? Although, now I'm thinking about it, that probably happens a lot more than we think. Yeah. Of like, this song has never been played live. Yeah. I mean, when you have so many good songs that you would rather play, yeah. you know? But I'm curious as to why this song, like, he absolutely does not like. I, I, I kind of like this song. It, it wasn't as heavy, but it had a lot of energy, which I really liked. I it was a fun, it was a fun song. If there is going to be a pop song on this album, it might be this one. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good way to put it. It was very like, I guess, just fun for everyone. It yeah. had it had something for everybody, kind of kind of thing. It was one of those songs where it's like almost a call and response type, where yeah. there's a line, and then they all say "living, loving, made." Yeah. And so it's, it's or uh, what is the line is, um, the line is, living, loving, she's just a woman. Yes. And so yeah, that's what it is. it's, it's a, it feels very like party and fun. Yeah. It's a fun song. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I, I get what you mean by like, if there was a quote unquote pop song, it mm-hmm. would be that one. Yeah. Maybe that's why he doesn't like it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, like, was the idea of being pop? Like a thing back in that day? Because uh, this was like 69. I mean, if Led Zeppelin was sort of on one stick of the spectrum at that time, which would be rock, then you have, of course, pop on the other side. But who would be pop at that time? Uh, you know, I mean, like, was that was that sort of mentality a thing back in the day? Because that really started to be a thing in the 70s. Yeah. But um, in the late 60s, was that established yet i mean i mean it might not have been so i'm curious as to if even that was his reasoning for it i mean did when you looked it up did it say why he didn't like it um let me do some research maybe because it was cheesy or something yeah maybe i mean i know a lot of um a lot of artists feel that when they make something that's a little bit off brand yeah or or disingenuous or uh something like that, Uh then they feel a certain kind of way about it. Yeah, like, I know Kurt Cobain hated uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right, exactly like that. And so, okay, so maybe now now that you mentioned that, I kind of get it. Because maybe, I guess the the catchiness, Mm -hmm. or I guess you could even associate it with, well, because it is a catchy song. Right. And so because it's catchy, well, it's kind of cheesy. And so because it sort of goes hand in hand with that, maybe that's why he really didn't like it. Yeah. Because he kind of just wanted to do the, I guess, fuck around and, like, do yeah. the other shit. Do do some psychedelic stuff. Do some psychedelic it. stuff. Do his solos. Do mm-hmm. his heavy stuff. But then to have, like, this sort of wee, <laughs> you yeah. know, in the, in the middle of it. Okay. I could get why maybe he didn't like it. The genius page for Living Loving Maid just says it is, it says this is a song about a groupie who bothered the band in their early days. Oh, maybe that's why he didn't like it. 
maybe. Ooh, it ooh, also says, drama. <laughs> here's here's something that I I want to ask you if you notice this. It flows seamlessly from Heartbreaker, and radio stations often play them together. So once Heartbreaker what? ends, oh, uh, the you... the vocal for Living Loving Maid starts immediately. Yes, it did. I did notice that mm-hmm. right back to back. There was no break. No break at all. There was no break, I, and it was funny because when I was listening to uh, the album actively. First of all, I didn't have the lyrics, and I probably should have done that. That probably would have been a good idea. We'll, we'll make sure that that happens for future yeah, episodes. That, yeah, that happens for future episodes. But um, I sort of listened to it with like the timestamps. So I sort of was uh, paying attention to when the song ended and mm-hmm. when the timestamp for the next song started. So, you know, Heartbreaker was wrapping up, and I was sort of, you know, finishing up my thoughts on it. And then before I could even, you know, have a second thought, Living Loving Maid starts. And I'm like, is this the same? What's going on? Is this the same song? Right. (laughs) It is not the same song. No, but it isn't. But it was kind of weird that it didn't have a a break like that. I'm like, eh, that's sort of interesting. Mm -hmm. And the next part of the, the page here, it says, it is said to be Jimmy Page's least favorite Zeppelin song right. and was never performed live. Okay. So there's no reason. No. But although you, you mentioned that there was a groupie. Yeah, maybe he did not like this groupie. Maybe yeah, maybe that brought up some some troubles or, at, the, at the page house. Here's the other thing. Drama. Um, <laughs> it is also one of the few Led Zeppelin songs where Jimmy Page sings background vocals. Ooh, maybe that... Maybe wow. he just doesn't like to sing. Ooh, there's a lot of assumptions on why he didn't like it. Maybe he just didn't like his own voice. Maybe he didn't like this this groupie. Maybe he didn't like it because it was catchy. Wow. Well, we'll never know. Well, I mean, I'm sure someone will know, but we will. <laughs> we won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of funny, though. Yeah. So, let's, let's wrap this up a little bit. Yeah. Um, going back to... What you were talking about, the, I okay, I did find a little bit about 60s pop music, mm-hmm. um, and I do think this is important for us to kind of put some of these things in perspective. Yeah. The 60s pop music mm-hmm. was like the twist. Oh my and, god. Yeah. And Holy like, shit. Carol King and Sugar Sugar and... Oh um, my god. Yeah. That's like really dating the album. Uh-huh. And the wow. monkeys. Okay. Wow. But the other thing that's happening in the 60s that I'm a lot more familiar with uh-huh. um, was there's a lot of jazz in the 60s. Okay. Like yeah, Col- yeah, yeah. John Coltrane and like Miles Davis. And yeah, yeah. Like late 50s and 60s. Um, and then Damn. James Brown. And Sly and the Family Stone was like the late 60s. That just dated this album like no other. Right? And so it's really funny to talk about how we, both of us, uh-huh. listen to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But like some of the other things that I just mentioned. Yeah. Might be a little out of our uh, wheelhouse. Yeah. And it's sort of weird that we never realized how old <laughs> this album was. Mm-hmm. The 69, because it's. 2021 with the time we're doing this so that's uh 52 years yeah yeah if i have that right yeah 52 years 52 yes damn yeah holy shit that just dated this album like no other Uh uh-huh that's crazy right 
But overall, did you like the album? I did really like it. I don't know if I'm going to listen to the whole thing straight through yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of times, but... There's definitely some new songs with the repertoire there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be keeping, like, A Lot of Love Was Already In, um, yeah. you know, in my library. I'm probably going to keep the Lemon song, uh, Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker's amazing. Yeah. Ramble On, Moby Dick. Bring It On Home. Bring It On Home is, is another good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, I really enjoyed the album. Um, I, I enjoyed the parts that I associate with the most, which is like the, you know, the heavier stuff that I know Led Zeppelin to be. But even, you know, we, we talk about like the sort of weird part after a whole lot of love. Like, even though it's not my favorite, like it was still good. Yeah, I would it's not. Good. Um, it's not like dumpster material. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? definitely not trash by yeah. any means. But um, yeah, even that deserves some credit yeah. for sure. And you have to, you know, it's it's hard when you have an album that people associate with, like, one or two songs. Yeah, and they don't re- really realize how many, uh, us included, until yeah. we listen to it, how many other good, amazing parts of the album there really are. Mm-hmm. So, this was, this was a lot of fun. I'm For glad sure. we did this. I am too. Um, I'm really glad that we're starting off with this one. Yeah. I think this was a really good one for, for our first episode. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to sign off. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything else we have to... No, this was this was fun. And uh, I guess stay tuned for episode two. Yeah, stay, t- <laughs> stay tuned for any updates. Uh, and we'll see what, what the next one is. Yeah, see you guys next time. Bye.